Greetings and salutations. You've successfully arrived at the bloody, disgusting network. The passage of time will now bring you to something strange, unique, and idiosyncratic. Have a good time. Surprise! Did you miss me, Andy? I sure missed you. I told you. We were gonna be friends to the end. And now... It's time to play. I got a new game, sport. It's called Hide the Soul. And guess what? You're it. From the Playland Fire in Sweet Home Chicago to a coming of rage in Hackenslash, New Jersey, we are Halloweenies. And welcome yet again to an episode of Halloweenies, a horror franchise podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Michael Myers Rothman, and we are back for a brand new episode of Now Showing, which your Halloweenies and guests discuss what's happening in the here and now outside of horror franchises we've been covering. We're going to offer up our takes on a selection, specifically three 2023 horror slash not slasher, horror slash thriller movie releases. And we're also going to, you know, take a look at the past with fresh eyes, discussing a film each one of us has only recently seen that we had never seen before. I know, big deal for the Halloweenies because we're, we're horror scholars. But uh, I've introduced myself. Let's talk to our co-hosts uh, here in Chicago where it is sweltering. Certainly doesn't feel like spooky season, even though it is. Let's not forget, it is spooky season. August 5th, it was the start of spooky season. Justin Gerber says otherwise. He is wrong. It is spooky season, but it is hot here in Chicago. A hot summer night. And who is enjoying, or not enjoying, this hot summer night with me here in Chicago? Uh, this is Wolfman Mac, and let me let me just let you know the wolves are out in the heat. <laughs> ooh, ooh, there's a there's a meme going around that's uh, American Werewolf in London, and it's like uh, man in the streets, uh, American in the streets, American uh, in the streets, uh, dog in the sheets, <laughs> dog in the sheets, werewolf in the street sheets, or whatever. But uh, do you approve of this meme since you are a Wolfman Mac? Um, oh, of course. <laughs> you know, I'm also an American. So I was going to say you are an American. Approve. You're an American in Chicago now. The Heat and the Wolfman do go together. Uh, and do you know why, Mr. Uh, the Lucasfilm lad over here? Are, are you talking about a film called Teen Wolf? I'm talking about a, teen, a film with teens called American Graffiti, which uh, has oh. the Wolfman in it. And Oh, you're right. If, uh, my namesake. Yes, your namesake. And he is so hot that he's eating popsicles. So I'm wondering, is popsicles your go-to... Like if it's no, summer I'll, outside? I'll, I'll just tell you right now. I mean, yeah. you cannot kill werewolves with popsicles no 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 no. that's the question well i i do they feed the werewolves though are the do the werewolves if you can give a popsicle i'm a a big popsicle head uh i remember those and we were just talking about orlando before we went on the air 
I remember those Disney popsicles that were like shaped like yes. Mickey, Goofy, and Donald or Minnie. Yes. Oh my god. Maybe all four. Yeah. Those were so good. Uh, so good. And you know, my little little five year old brain couldn't handle sugar at all. So I'm sure they were awful. But <laughs> to me, they tasted just like heaven. They were great. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I'm enjoying the heat here, <laughs> yeah, and sure. I am also enjoying watching these horror films. I, I was really excited about these. The, my my two picks. I, oh. I have to say, one, I I, I was excited to bring to the table. I, I've been waiting to talk about it, yeah. but I haven't been able to be on an episode uh, for now showing. And the other, uh, I've been waiting since 1994 okay. to watch this film. So I'm excited to get into that too. I think I, I think I have an idea. And I, and I know I have an idea because we shared our picks beforehand, <laughs> but we're going to act like we don't know uh, right now. But if it's hot here in Chicago, I have to imagine it's hot down in, not New York, but specifically Tampa, Florida, home of Spring Breakers and Zola, uh, and also where <laughs> currently Dan Caffrey is. Dan, say hello. This is Dan Dinosaur Caffrey, maybe a little preview of what's to come later in the episode. Oh, I'll shit. Leave I'll leave you in suspense. Yeah, down actually in Ybor City. So I'm, I'm oh, in the Hold Steady. Okay. Uh, I don't yeah. know if the Hold Steady actually has like ever played Ybor City. Maybe they have. I don't know. I've certainly talked about it. So Yeah, they, but yeah, Ybor, they, they go to Ybor City again all the time. So are you a, are you a Popsicle head also, like Mac? <laughs> you, yeah, I like you... Popsicles. Uh, yeah? I don't... I mean, they're not like... Uh, I don't have them stocked in my fridge, but when we lived in Austin... Uh, Why not? They had... <laughs> so I, I, well, I mean, look, I, I'm getting older. I can't eat sweets quite like I used to, so I can't have them in the house all the time. Mm. The Airbnb I'm in stocked it with Publix cookies beforehand. I'm just like eating like three or four of them a day. It's horrible. It's awful. You are cookies, Caffrey, so we know that. I am, yeah, you know. I'm not popsicle, Caffrey, but I like a popsicle. When uh, when we lived in Austin, I think it's closed now, but they had a place called Steel City Pops. I Ooh, think. Oh, you it, took me there when it was open. Oh, we went there. Yeah, yeah. It, and that it was is awesome. I can confirm that is really good. Really good. Like they would have. Um, you know, chocolate and chili peppers, like in a in a popsicle. I think it was based in Louisville, maybe. Um, I don't know if the whole franchise shut down or just the one in Austin, but I like a popsicle. What I was gonna not to get too dark with the Wolfman conversation, but how long after American Graffiti did Wolfman Jack pass away? I actually don't know. Let good me question. I look that up while you continue. Yeah, did kill a werewolf. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, he might have been a werewolf, and he's still roaming around those LA streets. You know, or at least the Northern California death. streets. Is American Graffiti takes place in California, right? No. Or is it Jack, aka Robert Weston Smith, died 1995? Oh wow! Oh, so way later. Way, oh, way later. later. Yeah, he was able to go see. He he was able to see all the Star Wars movies, but missed the special editions. I'm sure he, <laughs> you know, he picked a good time then. To, a good no, time he, to uh, go out. Yeah. No, his he, daughter. I, I, it's sorry. His daughter said it was a popsicle. <laughs> Jesus, I killed him. No, I'm kidding. I actually, I'm for real, kidding. Did, this is very sweet because I don't know much about Wolfman Jack other than he's an American Graffiti. Um, and he, he was he on like a a psychic hotline infomercial. I feel like oh, he, or something like that. I mean, anyway. I read, though, his last broadcast, he was talking about, oh, I'm really excited to go home and see my wife. I love her so much. And that was, like, the last one. And then he got a heart attack that night. So I was like, uh, oh, it's like a nice, sweet, like, kind of a sweet last thing to say. Yeah. American Graffiti was L.A., I think, right? Well, I know they shot it in California, but I, I couldn't remember. Because Half B Days is an off, it, well, not an offshoot, but it was certainly based on it. But that's, like, Milwaukee. So I was wondering, like, 
it, it, it's all this time is it like supposed to be set in the midwest even though it was shot in california which uh, is like no it takes place in modesto california okay yeah, cool, cool, cool it says small northern california all right oh, that, that's good well and look. hey uh the whole city has the song modesto is not that sweet so uh there oh. we go. Well, full, we all full, full circle. circle, full circle. Like, uh, isn't um, Pennywise? Don't, the, don't they have a, a song called Full Circle? Uh, anyway, but uh, that's they have the album called Full Circle. Yeah, probably a song yeah. too. Probably self-titled uh, um, song on that album. Well, look, Pennywise is a clown, an evil clown, and we certainly talk about him on the Losers Club. But he's also a horror icon, and this is a horror franchise podcast. So let's <laughs> talk about horror movies, which is my way long roundabout to get into the meat of, or should I say the popsicle stick of this popsicle. So as I mentioned earlier, we got three new movies we saw from this year. It's going to get a little harder as the year ticks on, I think. Uh, then also three movies that are before, before 2023. So let's start with the new ones. I'll kick it off. I just traveled the high seas on a film called The Last Voyage of the Demeter. And has anyone seen this yet? No, dude, I keep trying to go while I'm down here, and like all the showtimes go right against my work schedule. Like I keep uh, trying to work it out, and I can't. I really want to see it in theaters, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to. I, Mac, I saw it. You got I it? Saw it. Okay. So I caught I'll, it. I'll try to keep it uh, short in terms of just, there's no, I mean, it's hard to really well, we spoil it. we know what happens it. that ship. Exactly. Like, Dracula, right? Yeah. right? Like, come I on. Mean, well, if you've read the book, yeah. no spoilers. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be. Or if you've seen Bram Stoker's Dracula, they show the Demeter. In they do, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. so yeah. this is an Andre Overdahl. Uh, this is his latest film. I'm a big fan of uh, Andre Overdahl. I think it's Overdahl. But, uh, mm-hmm. so Because I loved Aud- Autopsy of Jane Doe, which I thought was just a phenomenal horror movie. And I really liked his take on scary stories to tell in the dark, which uh, was a scary story for one Sammy who sat between me and Mac and uh, had a, a right. gummy that Mel <laughs> gave gave her before the movie, and she had lost a real her mind during it. Issue watching that film, yeah, not a fun time for her. But so when I, you know, we had been anticipating that the follow up to scary stories from Andre Overdahl over at the Losers Club was going to be the long walk, and he had been attached to it for a long time, and. It didn't happen, uh, but instead, what's curious about this is that this project has been in development hell for like two decades. It, you know, this is, by the way, context-wise, as we mentioned, this is a section of Bram Stoker's Dracula. It's specifically an adaptation of the Captain's Log, so it's uh, you know the ship. If you couldn't get from the title, the Last Voyage of the Demeter, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> it, it's specifically Dracula on a boat, as all the, the memes have has, have pointed out which is funny considering that literally almost every adaptation of Dracula involves a boat. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I like this. I, I, I really, I really dug it. I thought the aesthetic of this movie alone was worth the price of admission. It, it surprisingly enough, didn't remind me of, of Overdahl's like past works, but Gore Verbinski, it, it, if anything, this, this looks like it could be in the pirates universe, at least those first three movies. Like it has yeah. like a slickness to it. I just, I don't know. It, 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 it was funny. I saw this at the Alamo and it was telling afterwards that Sammy was like, gosh, like I couldn't even like eat because it was so dark. So I couldn't see what the food was because there's like really no light in this movie. And like, so she, she like, I was like eating some grain bowl and we were sharing it. And she was like, I don't even know what's in this. I feel like I'm in like, you know, in Halloween when our parents used to like put stuff in and then blindfold oh, us. Oh, it's a goose. It's <laughs> like, eyeballs. Exactly. Well, that is a scary story. There, isn't there scary stories to tell in the dark? Oh, there is the a shark. Yeah. The shark eyes, right, Mac? Isn't that from... From that, the box of shark eyes. Isn't oh that yeah, scary yeah, yeah. Where you yeah. reach into the the different bowls. Yeah, and uh, the lights are out, and they say, "Here, here's the eyes." And you well, say, that's what a it felt box like. of shark eyes." 
It was pretty yeah, gross. It, <laughs> it was, it was fucking ass. dark as hell. This movie is incredibly... <laughs> There's just like maybe three scenes that take place in the in the sun, which is pretty well, interesting. Well, I, I wanted to commend them for that because yeah. this could easily you could have easily just done this whole thing where it was just only the daytime sequences where they're just like, "What do we do?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I, I mean like they're on this ship for a long time and yeah. they really keep the suspense going. They they because they could give you those moments where you're like, okay. The sun's up. We can all rest easy for, you know, however many hours of the day we have. But they really just cut to, like, the evening, the dusk. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, they really keep the suspense there. They could have, they could let the audience take a, bre- take a breath, but I thought they did that pretty well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's essentially alien on the ship, uh, which, if you yeah. think about it, like, the whole situation is very, I mean, I love these type of movies. I just love chamber horror type stuff. You know, Event Horizon, I think about The Thing. Uh, obviously, Alien, as just mentioned. Session Leviathan, 9. Session nine. Like, honestly, yeah, a lot, very similar. Like, it's it's just a, you know, a core cast or catet, if you will, on the ship, which yeah. the, the cast is pretty great. Corey Hawkins, uh, Corey Hawkins uh, Liam Cunningham, David uh, Desmalchian. Um, is it Ailing uh, Franco, uh, Frankiosi? She's a, uh, the Irish actress from The Nightingale, which was... Uh, I think Jennifer Kent's follow up to the Baba Duke, but yeah, it's, uh, it's Nightingale's intense, pretty brutal. Yeah, I, 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 but the thing is, is like this cast is really brutal itself. Like I, what I like about this is that I feel like so many period pieces today, they it's just you could literally just point at the screen and be like, "Yep, that's everything looks so clean, everything looks so you know new." This just it had a very there's a lot of wear and tear, and I believe and I buy everyone being in the period uh, of this for sure. Like I, and yeah. also, you know, it just, I don't know, like what I, it didn't, it didn't, I never like thought for a moment like, Oh, you know, people are, you know, speaking modern language, you know, or like, Oh, it's slang from right now or like, which a lot of period pieces today do. I mean, like, I feel like they take a lot of liberties with historical dramas well, and, and stuff. Today. It's a lot of like, did that just happen? You know, yeah. it's, it's a lot of like, no one talks like, no, no. one talked like that back then. <laughs> no. If you're trying to do a period piece, which they clearly were. Yeah. Which I appreciate. And like you said, Mike, the whole thing, just filling it with all these like really good character actors and people we've seen mm-hmm. and love on, on shows and, and stuff. And, and man, David Desmalkian, like that guy is having a year. So good. <laughs> He's I know. in everything. Yeah. yeah. He is in everything. Yeah. It's funny. Cause like he, there's like a scene in the beginning with him and, I turned to Sam. I was like, "Wow! Like in f- five minutes, he's had more screen time than the boogeyman." <laughs> like, like you know, who, who does he play in it? Is he like the first mate or something? He's what is second command, I think. Or something, uh, yeah, or second, third? he's like second. He's a, hey, two. we we used to see him on the Chicago stages all the time. Yeah. He was a yeah, Chicago, Chicago store boy. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I know what I, I I have not seen this movie. I really, it's funny as we're talking. I'm actually looking up show times for tonight, and there's nothing. But um, uh, I'm bummer. like, I really want to see this, but. What I like, and I don't think this is spoiling anything because it's on the poster and the trailer, I like that they're doing a monstrous kind of Dracula. Maybe they show mm-hmm. him in oh, a more yeah. human form, but I like that we're getting a creature Dracula again because it's been a minute, I feel like, since almost like a Salem's Lot kind of thing. Yeah, it's yeah. very Midnight Mass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you've oh, seen yeah, that. that's right. I say we haven't gotten a creature Dracula and that Midnight Mass had that that cool uh, angel vampire. Yeah, I, I say, dug it. Say what you will about Midnight Mass, but I thought that that... He looked great. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I still scary really like it. It was scary as hell, yeah. I think I, I rag on Midnight Mass. I, I still do like it a lot, I, but I... Yeah, look, hey, hey, this ain't the Losers Club over here, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I like the, uh, the, the design of 
Thank you. I also thought that the actor doing it was really good. I guess my only gripe with it is they always use CG to yeah. enhance. And I, to me, it took away from it, the performance. That was really my, that was really my only gripe because I liked everything that they did in the movie. And I was like, Oh, well, they're doing, they're doing this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It was, you know, they don't pull their punches. And I, I was pretty impressed and, and I, I had a, I'm not sure how I feel about the ending, but I yeah, I do problem. I did like it for the most part. And for a two hour horror film, Mike. Yeah. Right? It's like, it's like almost two hours. I wasn't bored and no. I didn't think it it was earned. I thought it was earned. Yeah. Yeah. It's mean. It's a very mean movie. And I love it. I love it for that. So Well, uh, this might be a spoiler, but I'm gonna ask you guys anyway. Do we see Dracula take more forms than just human and the weird bat creature? Like, do we see a wolf and him do a I'm wolf at all? Tell you that. I'm not going to tell you that. I don't know if I'm going to be able to see it. It's not doing well, well at the box office. I know it's, it's not. And, you know, they didn't do much then marketing. But if it I would, doesn't, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. But I think it's going to be on VOD like this weekend or something like that. Yeah, so. exactly. Oh, really? Um, all right, maybe we'll rent it then. Is it a theater movie, though? Is it like, I oh, should really see this? I mean, I liked it in the theater. It was fun. Like, that's the thing. Maybe I'll see if I have. It's not that I don't have time when i'm down here because i do it's just that it's not showing a lot of places and it's just not matching up with the stuff i have to do while i'm here but i really want to see it yeah well why don't you keep this going because Kaffrey, what was your pick this month? my pick was uh, look now before i said dan dinosaur Caffrey, uh-huh. and i'm going to tell you why and that's because i watched 65 starring adam driver directed by is it beck and woods right scout which one scott scott woods scout woods Brian, think, what, what are their first names? I just call them Beck and Woods. It, all, all, isn't it all Brian time. Woods or is it Scott Beck? Or I Scott can't Beck and Brian Woods, yeah. yeah. So yeah. the filmmaking duo, um, these are the guys who wrote The Quiet Place and uh, The Boogeyman, actually. And mm-hmm. um, I think this is, the, this is the first thing. No, not the first thing they directed. They directed, let's see, what did they both do? Nightlight? I didn't see that. Did you guys see that one? I didn't see that one either. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, man. I know. Sometimes when I hear negative things about a movie, I actually end up kind of liking it because I go in there with loaded expectations. I should say, I didn't hate, hate this. Like I didn't think it was like the biggest piece of shit or anything like that. But I, and look, this is, you've heard this before from people who are not me. It, I was so excited about a, a very basic concept that I felt like they bungled a little bit and which was even more frustrating because I thought it was going to give me, or I wanted it to give me what I expected from Jurassic world dominion and didn't get and it's a bummer because I think the special effects are really good in the movie. And I will say they got to Earth uh, real quick. For, I'm sure you all know what the premise of it is. It's essentially a guy who, a space traveler, is getting paid to transport a bunch of people in cryogenic chambers across the galaxy. And he ends up land, crash landing on Earth during the dinosaur era. And he has to fight dinosaurs. Uh, that's pretty much it. It moved so fast in the beginning that I was really excited. I'm like, okay, cool. We've got, we've got, we're on earth. We're going to get right to this dino shit. And then I felt like they just had to shoehorn in this thing with the girl that he's with. And my problem with those guys in general, because I I mean, I like a quiet place and I I did like elements of the boogeyman, but my issue with them is I feel like they come up with this cool monster thing in every movie they do. And then they feel like they have to inject this human element, but they Mm -hmm. almost never get the human element out of outlining phase. Like it's almost like you could see, okay, well he needs a thing. So give him a sick daughter back home and then this will be a surrogate daughter, but then they never go beyond 
the actual plot point, if that makes well, sense. Well, they don't so have enough time. Like... This, yeah. Like you said, yeah. Dan, I watched this yesterday to, to because I, I've been wanting to watch it, and this gave me the oh, cool. impetus to finally watch it, even though it's not been getting great reviews. But I, I did feel like all you had to do was have him crash, have him look up in the sky, and with his computer, realize, give, give us a timetable of you yep. have 24 hours to get off this planet before this thing that's it. comes down. And that's, And then... That would be, then it's a race against time. Exactly. Yeah. But it yeah. takes its, it weirdly takes its time. <laughs> yeah. To build no this urgency. other story yeah. with this other girl. And it doesn't, you know, you don't have enough time to spend with them. And usually I'm applauding films for being only an hour and a half, but this is like, you have too much story here. This would actually, two hours would serve this movie better because then you can actually develop that more where it would, I would care. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, totally. And it's the same thing. I mean, one of my big issues with the Boogeyman was, and I really liked the creature stuff in the Boogeyman. I thought it was well executed overall, but it, some of the, I, I hate the word because it's overused, but the trauma um, elements, right? They never add enough details to get it out of the trauma zone. Yeah. Even here, yeah. it's like, okay, sick daughter, cool. But like, we don't really have anything specific beyond that. What is this kid actually like, you know? Um, and so like I said, I didn't, I really didn't hate it. There were some really cool dinosaur scenes, but yeah, I just felt like the script was a little thin, and um, yeah, you guys are on the money. Like the, I wanted more of a sense of urgency, even though there actually are some good dino battles. It's weird that it didn't <laughs> feel like more, more of like a brisk, like breakneck kind of thing. Like if you look at Mad, Mad Max Fury Road, I almost feel like it should have felt like that, but with dinosaurs. I don't yeah, know. And Mike, what, what were your thoughts on? No, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, the, this is one of those. Oh, they fumbled the 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 dinosaurs. You know, are loose plot again, like. For me, it's been I think what five or six attempts at this, and they've not, they all pale in comparison to the original Jurassic Park. And the worst was Dominion, obviously last year, yeah. where you just I just always think of Big Red from from Bring It On. It's just like, uh, hello, Silver Platter Finals. Like that's you know <laughs> I gave it to you, and that's kind of how I feel with with uh, with Dominion, where it's like <laughs> all you literally <laughs> all you literally had to do was just have. You don't even have to bring back the regular key, any of the cast members. You literally have fucking dinosaurs wandering around the, the, the America and the world. That's it. But then they overcomplicated with Locus and all these other dumb dramas. This is the same way. You have Adam Driver already an A-lister, and he's on a fucking planet. And then you're going to spend the like you're saying like majority of the time setting up a table that doesn't need to be set. Like it's so overwrought. And and then on top of that, it kind of reminded me of what Jeff Nichols did, who's very hit or miss with me, where he wants to do this genre movie, but then doesn't want to make the genre movie. Like, yeah. you know, like, oh, I'll, I'll do this genre experiment. And it's like, okay, but you're like a guy that's supposed, that, that wants to write literary fiction with a crowd of genre fans. And I kind of hate that sometimes because it's just like, no, just go in and you don't have to make it that much highbrow. Just go have fun with the fucking premise. Like, I don't need to have this insanely detailed and not even insanely detailed, but just convoluted plot. Like I, I don't, I don't need a Logan well, storyline to follow too. Yeah. Like there, that I want, well, I won't say that at one point there's a reveal about yeah, something I, mm-hmm. and I was, I was like, say that. wait, that, that actually happened. I thought yeah. I was like, it was like, I didn't know what was actually, it's very confusing. At well, one I thought point. he was yeah. having the, I, th- I think you're, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I thought yeah. he had a nightmare about that yeah. thing happening. Yeah, I didn't think too. of that. And then me I was too. like, well, wait, did he know that that happened already? Like, when did we get that information? Did he find that out before all this happened anyway? And, <laughs> and it's, I, I'm with you guys. I, I'm definitely yeah. with Mike. I think that they, 
it, it was like you could have even leaned into the genre more and still yeah. done that plot line. Yeah. yeah. Like, how about after you see them walking and bonding, you just show us dinosaurs somewhere else on the planet doing something. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, they're just, it was so much of it was from their perspective. It was like, if they didn't see it, we didn't see it. And sometimes I like that, but this is like, no, you have this lush world and universe that we've, that we've never seen. Humans yeah. have never seen this world. So that's spent, unless we're watching Land Before Time, yeah. we haven't spent more than like, you know, five minutes in Tree of Life yeah. in 65 million years ago. You know, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why not spend oh. some more time showing us like the, the habitats and stuff? And like, even if it's just cut scenes, for God's sake, you know, I don't know. Missed opportunity. It's hard because I actually really do like minimalism, especially in horror slash sci-fi movies. It's a fine line, though, because it's mm. it's deceptively hard to write because it's almost like I think you have to put everything into there and then strip away. Yes. And I, that's, why I mean, that's why I think I mean, when I say, oh, it felt like it never got out of the outlining phase, that's what I mean by that. They're like, okay, well, you need, you need to inject. People are more than just their life situation or their trauma or whatever else. And, and it's like, or get like you guys said, go the complete other way and just make it like, cool. This guy who's kind of a cipher for the audience and running from dinosaurs and that's it. And once again, I'm, I'm probably making it sound like I despised it more than I did. Like it was still like a fine genre movie for me, but I think because the talent was there that from the actors and the writers and the directors and the effects looked so good. Like I really thought the T-Rex, it looked great. The best looking T-Rexes. Yeah. That just made me want so much more from it. So, yeah. So anyway, yeah, a, bit, a little bit of a disappointment, but it, it was kind of because I had talked to you guys and a few others before seeing it, and it was pretty much exactly what I had been told it was. So, just thin. At Sixty-five. It's it's just very thin, and that's the you know anorexic uh, to quote Lethal Weapon. Uh, but real, 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 real I'm, the, I'm being completely serious. Is Bring It On a good movie? I've never seen it. Love Bring It On. Great rewatch. Is it good? Well, absolutely. It yeah. It's it's a it's a fun watch, Dan. I think it also just brings you back to that era. Like, yeah. It, Look, I had lunch is, with a high school nostalgic friend today. Watch, yeah. I had lunch with a high school friend today, seeing my old drama teachers on Sunday. I'm feeling a little nostalgic. Oh, put it on. No, it's, that's I'm, perfect yeah, timing. After this. Honestly, yeah. well, I mean, I'm biased just because I've had a crush on Kirsten Dunn since I was, you know, nine years old <laughs> and saw, you know, Interview with a Vampire. But like, I, so it's that when that movie came out, it was just like, what? But it's still like, it's genuinely funny. And I, it also kind of pushes the envelope in a lot of ways. Like that and like 10 Things I Hate About You would make a good double feature. But yeah, I love 10 Things. Um, it's so funny that those films from that era, that I thought were incredibly like kind of just like for the, for for everybody. It was like, Oh, like the general pop of high school will like this movie. Yeah. It's not asking much are now kind of like, like edgy. Yeah. <laughs> because just because of time has moved yeah. on, you know, like you don't 100%. see movies like that anymore. You don't make jokes like that anymore. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's kind of strange how <laughs> you go back and you're like, Whoa, this is like, you're not getting this today. No, it's very <laughs> like, cool. It's in a wild. lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. All right. You guys sold me. I'm a, I was look. I was going to watch either Scary Stories tonight, which I've never seen, or Bring It. Oh, on. Oh, that's a fun one too. Once you pair that up together, you could have Scary Stories to tell in the dark, and then yeah. Bring It On for no reason. <laughs> I think if you're on your old stomping grounds, I think Bring It On would be. I think Bring It On. Yeah, it's, yeah, I'm feeling a little nostalgic this weekend. So yeah, uh, followed up with Blue Crush. Also, no, I, I'm Matt and I watched <laughs> I like Blue, Blue Crush, Crush in Austin yeah, together with my mom. Yeah, I remember. My mom was in town, and it was paired with. Jaws on the oh, water. Oh, 
And Titanic. I just watched it. you just watched, right? I Mike? just watched that last night at the music box. God damn it, does it hold up? It, it, oh, it, is, <laughs> it is fucking great. Like, I love it. And I said, I watched see, it, you, uh, you came here for horror recommendations, <laughs> and we're telling you to watch Blue Crush, <laughs> and, Titanic, and, and bring, bring it on. It on. <laughs> I watched ti- the week of uh, the Stockton Rush debacle. Oh. I, you know, everyone everyone criticized ti- Netflix for bringing Titanic on. I said, no, I'm all for oh, it because I rewatched it. The movie's fucking great. It's five out of five. Well, during yeah. the screening, I stood up and I and I raised my glass <laughs> and I said, "For Stockton, <laughs> he would have loved to have been here, you know." And it was it was right around the time when they, you know, when Bill Paxton's, you know, taking the sub in, and I was just thinking, I was just turning to Sammy, I was just like, you know, I think Stockton would have liked this scene. Hey, before um, anyway. we move on, right. do, do you guys remember <laughs> that that Titanic, the MTV Movie Awards, when when they did the Mystery Science Theater? No, they no, showing, no. So they showed the previews for the best picture noms. <laughs> they showed the previews <laughs> for Titanic. And when they show the captain standing there, like watching, the, like seeing the deck or whatever, <laughs> Crow just says, I'm going to sink this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is, it, it is oh, funny man. watching now and knowing so much context about that ship and all the history from it. And you watch these beats in the movie and like, it's, I love this movie. Don't, don't get me, I mean, I literally just was talking about how it still holds up, but I do think it's incredibly funny. And, and Sammy was getting pissed at me last night because I was just like, "Wow, it's it's interesting that they've they've managed to amass a table that has all the uh, the the, the, the A listers on the ship in one one dining room table where they could all have." All the voices at once talk about what there there are. Oh wow, Molly Brown's here. Interesting, and the Strausses, and also Guggenheim. And oh, looks like the captain stopped by with James Bruce Ismay. And captain, it's just, that's sir. That's- it's just it, it's the Dexter thing where you you know you'd watch Dexter, and it's supposed to be in his point of view and mindset, and then you're with Dokes who's alone and like you know off the side of Miami and you're like, wait, how the fuck does Dexter know what's going on here? And like, it's all supposed to be through Bros' point of view and you're like hanging out with Jack alone and then there's the captain talking to Bruce Ismay. Like, Rose is on the corner being like, kind of listening, oh, what's what's Bruce and, and the captain yeah, doing? Yeah, it is. Like, it, the, how close Rose is to... Um, Thomas Andrews? Yeah, yeah, to, yeah Thomas Andrews. Like, no. the Mr. Andrews. I mean, and look, I get that she's rich, but I'm like, I don't know. Would she just be like hanging out with the guy who built the Titanic? Would he? I mean, he was on the ship. I got the like, feeling he, they were like friends of the family or something yeah, because yeah. the way that they interact is very much like. He even says like, "Oh, I built this ship for you." You know, like I, I feel like, I don't know. It's very strange. I, I do. I love how like much of a villain Billy Zane is. Oh, he's such I mean, a kind villain. of awesome. Like he's just he's so just like the better half. You know, calling her a whore and like calling him a gutter rat and like I, I love it. It's just like he's like a Disney villain almost. It's, oh, he's it, a, who can he's, he's, he's like he Gaston is. basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, look, we can't talk about Titanic too much. Maybe maybe one day when we hey we're gonna be talking about James Cameron next year. Maybe we'll we'll have some. There's certainly some aliens illusions in that movie. Mac. Round us out. What was your what was your pick for what was your your twenty twenty three pick? Y'all, I, some people waited twenty five years to this film. I only waited two, maybe. <laughs> but I watched Blood <laughs> Subspecies Five: Blood Rise. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> stolen, I did not know you were watching. Stolen this. by Crusaders on the night of his birth, and I gotta I gotta give you the rundown because oh, we're coming do. in at fil- yeah, film yeah, yeah. five. But funny enough, five is actually a prequel. It's actually the first film, essentially, because we go into the the lore and the roots and the legend of the legend of Radu Vladislav. So, stolen by Crusaders on the night of his birth, 
He has no knowledge of his bloodline. His mother's a demon. His father is a vampire. Trained and exploited by a brotherhood of mystic monks to slay all enemies of the church. Fate brings him back one night. Okay, this is more of the the whole movie. (laughs) But let me just say... Span, let, let me get, just hop to the end here. Spanning 500 years in the life of the vampire Radu Vladislav, this anticipated prequel to the subspecies series chronicles Radu's descent from a noble warrior of the church to a depraved creature of the night. And it did not disappoint as a subspecies fan, mostly of the first film. <laughs> the rest are, are interesting, but, uh, you know, it's 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 worth it for... Uh, Anders Hove's portrayal of Radu. It's just, he just carries those films. He, same guy he's played him the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So this is him. Obviously, he's much older, but it may, it's okay because he's playing his night self before he's actually turned. And then, you know, obviously, you know, when you suckle from the bloodstone, <laughs> it has magical powers. So, you know, it, it restored him to some kind of semblance of like, what he truly is, which is this creature, essentially. And 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 he's great. He's giving it his all. You know, it, it, it's it's pretty wild. Ted Nicolau came back and directed it, wrote it, like he and he did all the others. Denise Duff, who was the original like ingenue in, in the in the in the film series, came back, played a different character. Kevin Spiritus from Friday the thirteenth, he came back. And he's playing another character. So it's like, it was just like, hey, let's get all of our friends back. Let's do this. You, you all be playing different people. It's a prequel, but it makes sense because it's all like, you know, based on, you know, the lineage and lines of, you know, blood and stuff. I, I just had a blast. I, I yeah. saw a sneak preview of it here in Chicago and so many people, it was packed, packed theater at Alamo. And everybody was just dead silent watching the movie. So just crazy. like really like 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 wait like, they showed it at the Alamo yeah oh yeah oh I thought because yeah, I'm looking it's like on Tubi and stuff right now I didn't yeah. know they were yeah. actually it, showing it's, it. it's available now that's why I'm that's why I'm pushing it because now it's out there <laughs> I think it's cool because you can watch it as the first film and then obviously if you've seen the other ones it's it works a lot you know it's it's very very tied to the original films it's originally they wrote the script I believe directly after the fourth film yeah. which was. God, Gosh, I can't 1998. It was 25 years 98. ago. 98. Yeah, 25 years. Man. And they just never got it off the ground. So it's it feels like fresh. It feels fresh from that because it was taken from that original script. And so like the dialogue and the way that Radu speaks and stuff, even as the night, like it's still he still has that feel. It doesn't feel like other people came in and wrote it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like the whole original crew is back. It's 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 really, it's really fun. He's I helmed really every fun. one of these. This is crazy. Like he, yeah, he's done yeah. every one, right? So Ted Nicolo, Bloodlust, and Bloodstone Part Two and Three. I think these were essentially filmed like back to back. Okay. Well, and the first one too. You know, this is Full Moon Features, baby. They're they're filming these they're filming these things back to back and then they're releasing them separately. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. You know, is there enough story there? Who cares? You know, let's let's just do it. You know, are you a fan of Full Moon because you're the Wolf Man? So is it like where you just kind of like all right, well, you know, you, know, you think it would be hand in hand, but it's really yeah. not. I okay. came okay. to the Full Moon because I really like their stuff. They just yeah. have this tenacity and this. You know, if you've never seen Trancers, I will throw Trancers oh, yeah. out there Trancers too. Is great Trancers, Puppet Master at least, uh, and not Puppet all of them. The Pub Masters has got like four or five good movies in there. But that's the thing is like you could like throw a stone, you're hitting a you're hitting a fun movie. 
Like, and that's, and I just think that that's what they're doing. They're putting out fun, entertaining horror films. There's a um a werewolf, a weird werewolf movie called Meridian, I think, that has what's her face from uh Twin Peaks, Sherilyn Fenn in it. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, it's okay. like an early one. It's pretty good. It's interesting. It's like kind of a grittier, edgier uh, werewolf movie. What I was gonna ask Mac is this the first time that we really get any of the lore about Radu from before he was a vampire? Like, did we know any of this story before this or was it invented just for this movie? There are relics. I'm not kidding. There are like relics and things spoken about in the films that they bring back and utilize in this. I mean, it's really tied together. I do think that they have mentioned his history, but fleetingly. But I was surprised. I mean, I, I watched, there's a spinoff of the subspecies films called Vampire Chronicles, I believe. Or Vampire Journals, excuse me. And it follows like one of Radu's, you know, uh, protégés. And that was like insanely loyal and faithful to, to the series as well. It wasn't like they just tried to do their own thing with it. It was like, no, it was very tied to it. And there was mention of Radu. So I, I'm, I'm sure that they had mentioned his, his you know, origins before. Um, and then they were hopefully, you know, they wanted to go there, but they just, it just didn't happen for one reason or another. So it's pretty wild. I remember I, I had just started watching the, these films during COVID and I was like, well, I have all the time in the world. I finally watched that subspecies film. Cause I always remember the VHS cover being great. It was like yeah. the little minions carrying, you know, away with Radu there. And I, I, and I finally, so I watched all of them and then I, I, after it was over, I was like, oh my God, like I, they got they got to do another one of these. Like, what is going on with this? And Justin's like, they've been it's in the it's been in the works for like twenty twenty years, so crazy. twenty five years. So Species Five is finally filming. <laughs> like, it's soon. like Phantasm Ravager. Like it, it was. On it, it is. Yeah, it Hell. felt like that. You know. Yeah. I almost pulled the trigger and watched that last night too. I still haven't seen Ravager. A little rough, but uh, uh, yeah, you know, that's that's why Ravager. I waited. But yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I got to see it at some point. Do you think they're going to go sub six? I would love for them to go sub six. I mean, the thing is with Radu, he's, he's so encased in, in uh, like like a prosthetic, and a, yeah. you know his you could and you just dye his hair. I mean, he looks the same with the prosthetic and everything, and you get a little bit of that towards the end of the movie because he kind of there's a slow transformation, but it's and obviously you know you're like okay we're gonna give certain things a pass because it's been 25 years, you know what I mean? But he is still giving it his all. I mean, he is still just chewing the dialogue in the best way possible. How do you rank the subspecies yeah, series? Yeah. Oof. I would say for me, one, five. Hmm. Is this the second I don't know best? if I could even. I don't even know if I could keep vampire journals in there. I got to keep that separately. Two, three, four. I actually like two and three are probably a toss up for me because there's some things in three that I actually really liked. But that means the series then got progressively worse, and now is getting much better for you. Interesting. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they only had 25 years to get this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's prime, you know what I mean? Like, but how, how does I, he? I, I don't know. I just thought they did a really great job bringing it back. I've I've only seen the first one. I did have the Radu action figure when I was young with a little subspecies monster in the bloodstone. But how's he talking in her? It's like, it's like oh, I can't. I can't. Oh, um, um. My film subspecies five comes out <laughs> so direct to streaming soon. 
So he talks that the entire movie. You're just like, all right, well. <laughs> I mean, we, not in this uh, one. He has more of his like normal voice, okay. but he's st- the cadence oh, and the way yet. that you know it's the same actor. So it, a lot of that is still there. But then slowly, as the movie progresses, and definitely at the end, he's you know full Radu. And there's some things that some classic things that he would always say. He would always talk about his uh, his um, proteges, his apprentices, as his fledglings. Like, oh, my my fledgling, you know, and that's absolutely <laughs> in the movie. I was like, yes. I mean, this is great. I mean, you could tell it was like the script they wrote like immediately. So it's like all of the lore is still there, all of the the terminology and the way and the things and the ways people speak. I love continuity. If the yeah. movies aren't great, I give it. Sometimes I would give it such a pass because, like, with Dan and another thing I watched on Code were the Mummy movies. And it's a lot of those. Oh, mummy, yeah, the, a lot of those old Universal Mummy movies are not very good, but goddamn, do they get the continuity down? And they are like refuse to ignore the prior movie. <laughs> they will go. They go so <laughs> far with the links they take to make sure that it still fits in the continuity. But uh, the, well, the timeline the, doesn't the make point, sense at all. Though I was gonna say to the point where it does the Friday the Thirteenth thing and goes like yeah, decades yeah, yeah. past. Like I think the final one like takes place probably an hour. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's supposed to take place in like twenty twenty. But it absolutely looks like the 1940s. Jesus. <laughs> it's crazy. I love, uh, I, I do miss that. I was thinking that, I mean, we talk about this all the time when we do like Children of the Corn movies uh, on the Losers Club for like Lobstrosities. And mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about it like this whole season because obviously with Child's Play and Chucky, John Mancini has kept this going for so long that it, it, it it's kind of wild when you think about it, how far we're going into this now at this point. But that just doesn't happen anymore. I mean, there's not many... I mean, Scream, I guess, is one of the other only franchises where they can just keep this going, and they haven't rebooted it. They haven't redone it again. I, I kind of do miss that. I do miss that that style. And we, we mentioned Ravager, and that's like a perfect example too of just like a story, like one of those sandbox movies or franchises where it's just like, all right, how can we just keep this going? How can we just keep getting weirder and wilder? And uh, strangely enough, we mentioned Phantasm, but uh, I guess Angus Scrim was in the first movie. He's King. Vladislas, uh, King. Yeah, Vladis, Vladislav, mm-hmm. right? Is that the, his name? In the he's he's one? he's uh, Radu's papa. Papa? Oh, <laughs> interesting. Well, I'm gonna have to do the the sub watch uh, someday. I, I I feel like I'm like I feel like Full Moon Features is like my blind spot. I, I've seen like a bunch of stuff, but not enough to say. Hey, I have any grip on it. All of the. Uh, Puppet Master films are streaming right now. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I the Full Moon that. stuff is always kind of streaming because they're. Uh, let's <laughs> see, Puppet Master streaming. Yeah, they got. Hey, on good old Tubi, it looks like, or uh, maybe Peacock. Uh, can't tell. Anyway, yeah. Well, oh, and Shutter. Anyway, they've got some good stuff, and they were at Flashback when we were there earlier this month. I feel like they're pretty heavily, heavy present have presence too, because I feel like you got yeah, Charles Band was there. Yeah, yeah. he got his party. On mm-hmm, Friday, mm-hmm. and they at, at the party, they just kept playing this one track over and over again, and we kept joking <laughs> that it was Charles Charles Band's band, and uh, who knows if it is, but hey, it was a great track, and we had a lot of fun doing. We that did over have a lot again. of fun. Yeah, you should watch. Uh, they get the first three Puppet Masters on Shutter, Mike. They're and they're good. Like they I've seen the first. Really nice I, I've seen the first one because I remember being like, God, this is like a porno movie uh, at times. Oh, yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like lots so of sleazy. unnecessary sex scenes. Yeah. yeah. That one guy with the small head and like the big body and the red pinhead. Shirt, he scares me. Not 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 yeah, a centibite yeah. pinhead, but the uh, pinhead, right? That, that's why. That's another reason why they they call them lead centibite. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just oh, kidding. interesting. <laughs> yeah, so you don't confuse it with puppet master. Because everybody knew pinhead at the time. 
Well, it's funny that it, this is a good seg because subspecies, an older franchise with most of the, uh, the, the predecessors way, way, way into the past. And that's what we're going to do now because we've, we've rounded out our, our three films of 2023. Now it's time to look back in the past. And, uh, you know, this is what we do best at the Halloweenies. We, we, we're best when we're talking about the past. And, you know, as I said, despite us being horror historians, we do have some blind spots. You know, let's, let's admit it. Most people do have blind spots when it comes to anything. In, in, in any research, you're always going to have something that you find new, hopefully, unless you get to the end and then you're all of a sudden going, what am I doing anymore? That's not <laughs> the case for us. We've got three movies. So, Caffrey, why don't you kick it off? What's, what's an old school film that, that, that you popped in for the first time? All right, so I watched this because we had our Killer Clowns from Out of Space episode, and Rachel did the research on Trans World Entertainment, and she mentioned uh, this predates, I think, Killer Clowns, uh, Creature, which was one of many alien ripoffs, which who knows, we'll probably be talking more about alien ripoffs in our next season. Uh, it was Trans World, uh, 1985. I think it came out under the Titan Find. It was weird. It was uh, streaming on like Tubi or Pluto or something, and it said Creature, but then the credits said the Titan Find. So yeah, it's kind of an alien cheapy. The biggest person in it is Klaus Kinski. <laughs> and I mean, it's the plot of alien, you know, they, they yeah. go and they find, <laughs> they find an alien creature and it gets on the ship. They, the plot's slightly different in that they're like competing with um, the Germans for, it's like a space race sort of thing. And yeah, this, I, I don't know. And this was sort of both to the benefit and the detriment of the movie. This particular alien can, kill people and turn them into kind of like brain dead zombies. So you're contending with the alien, but also zombie astronauts and the zombie astronauts weren't bad looking, but I feel like they take up so much more, like almost like the first three fourths of the movie. And you know me, man, I'm a monster head. I'm a oh, and you love monsters. zombies. I guess they're kind of monsters or kind of creatures, but I want to see what this, what this like actual extraterrestrial being looked like. And you see it a little bit in the end, but it was kind of disappointing because you're just, it, it's, it's really slow moving. Um, and you know, it's a cheap trans world movie. It's uh, the acting is not the best and I'm fine with it being an alien ripoff, but I'm like, I just want to get to these cool effects. And I think the dudes who designed it were actually went on to work on aliens. They did. Yeah. yeah. So there is a cool like creature suit in it and it does have, the, the movie does have atmosphere. I'll give it that, but I, I don't know. I kind of don't know how I feel like there's, we are not like this, but and that's fine if you are like this, but I feel like there's a lot of horror people out there that just won't watch like everything that comes out. And yeah. They're like, oh, I, I love like a good like bad exploitation movie, but I don't know, man. I find most of them kind of boring, and I don't mind that it rips off Alien. But I'm like, just give me some, take the take the uh, dead air out of everything, you know? Like, give me some really good kills, and there are some good kills, but like, like imagine if it was Ridley Scott's Alien, which is a long movie, but didn't have the artistry of all the character built. Like Ridley Scott's Alien, I don't mind all the non monster stuff because the acting is so good, and the character building is so good, and the atmosphere is so good. And it's almost like they're trying to do that here, but they just don't have the skill with it. And yeah, you get some kind of good creature effects, but wasn't really enough to like save it at the end. So I, I don't know. I've had yet I have yet to watch like a blatant ripoff movie and be like, oh, that was kind of fun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They and they rip Alien off to the point of I think I sent you guys pictures of like just shots of the crew hanging out, and they have the sneakers and they have the coveralls and everything like that. And even you know how Aliens credits have. Um, it's kind of panning across space and the letters are slowly forming, you know, in the first one. Yeah. They even do that just with the Titan find or whatever. So yeah, I don't mind shamelessness if it's going to result in something thrilling, but this is not thrilling. I, th- I think I give it an old two stars on letterbox, which is wow. very low for me. So wow. now, this yeah. is 1985 creature. This is yeah. 1985. Yeah, you can watch right now. It's, 
Yeah, Klaus Kinsey is like a German. Um, he's from the German astronaut squad, and you know, you don't really know if he <laughs> trusts him or not. And Lyman Ward, the the dad from Ferris Bueller. Oh, oh, that's right. who it was. I thought it was Sam Watterson at first, but uh, no, yeah, that that makes sense. He's fine in it. He's kind of like the uh, the Dallas of the ship, I guess. Yeah, this this literally sounds exactly like alien <laughs> it's just yeah. a, an american multinational corporation nti <laughs> finding yeah, uh, an ancient yeah. alien laboratory <laughs> like, it's bad it's bad dude like i said the thing that differentiates it is well hey you could say this because they have these like the alien turns them into these kind of ravaging zombies maybe prometheus stole from oh, this Who that's knows? true I don't know. yeah that's this weird but yeah i don't know and unless you really like uh <laughs> Unless you really love shitty or low-budget <laughs> horror movies, I would skip this one. Um, I just hey, it's hard. Hey, you know what? If you like low-budget horror movies, go to full full movie yeah. features. No, that's it. That, that's what there, I'm talking there's about. There's love man, and like, care taken there. One hundred percent. And like I said, there's some definitely the atmosphere is pretty effective in this movie, um, but it, it doesn't justify. It's like I know 97 minutes isn't long, but it's too long for this movie. Yeah, I mean, just look up what the creature looks like online if you want to see the. Uh, the yeah the cool effects also too the way they show the creature's face on the poster a little bit but it doesn't look at all like what you see in the movie so i might yes watch any of the puppet masters or well maybe not any of them i haven't seen the past few but i watch any of the subspecies movies over creature in my, in my opinion here so here's a question so and i'm sure we'll talk a lot about this next year when we get into the alien season but like the alien ripoff movies there are some that are good. I mean, I think there's many that are debatable. I guess the, the one I've always wondered about, and I've always kicked around in my head, and I know it's a remake, but would you consider the thing like an alien ripoff? Because in in many ways, like the fact that it leans into the blue collar nature of it all feels very similar to Alien. Yeah, you like know? a big cast of kind of like of uh, almost like workman like people. Yeah. I guess they're all scient- stuck in well, one no, place. All scientists yeah, in the thing. I think I don't. I want. I don't know if I would call it like a ripoff or even derivative, but I definitely think they were t- pulling from the aesthetic of it and just the idea of a, a tight space with normies, for lack of a better word, right? Like even though they're scientists, it is kind of funny that they're scientists in the movie because as is uh, Russell's not a scientist. No, he's he's just a helicopter. He's the helicopter pilot. pilot. Oh, so he's a pilot. Uh, so that makes sense. I, I guess they I, honor the science. I think then. the thing with that though is. Because of the nature of that alien trying to not show itself, it's even more suspenseful because yeah. you they really don't show you the thing until it's it has to be shown. You know what I mean? Like until it's threatened. Yeah. So in that sense, they they are able to do a lot more with it, and it's I don't know. And I think it's because it's because it's based on that original. Yeah. You know, it's it feels like it's its own thing, even if it's taking beats or tone from God's alien. Well, I wonder if it's like you can make the argument like Dan O'Bannon, hey, former John Carpenter colleague with uh, Darkstar, if he had pulled from the original thing for that. I mean, we'll find out next year when we, when we research all the movies and stuff. But um, I don't know, just an interesting thought because I was like, I guess you could lump it in there. Because I mean, when I think of alien ripoffs, I think of like Leviathan. Yeah. Which I actually like. I think that's a fun Leviathan's fun. Yeah, I actually like that Leviathan's fun and yeah. easily one of the best endings of all Just time. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So you would not file this next to Leviathan then? So you, you'd no, like, Leviathan, no, like Leviathan's probably like a three, three and a half for me, and then and this is a two. So Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Leviathan is, I mean, Leviathan is pretty generous in its creature reveal, and 
from what I remember, I mean, it's been a minute since I've seen it. Le- Leviathan starts off pretty good. Yeah. I always yeah. consider like Leviathan, like alien meets the abyss or something. Um, I think it's successful in that, in that it's, regard. It's, um, I thought it was pretty fun. I watched yeah, it for it's the fun. first it's time. A, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But once again, no, I have no problem with Leviathan ripping off e- either of those movies because it delivers on so many other fronts. So I mean, yeah, we're still getting them. I mean, it's, it's just been, I mean, I literally just mentioned Demeter feeling like alien, but even then you got like life. Sunshine is like alien. Oh yeah. Basically. I mean, any claustrophobic space movie, yeah. I think in one setting is going to feel like a life. Yeah. I can't yeah, remember that, that one. Out. Yeah. Hey, I, you know, that. I was just thinking I of like, wait, film. what is, what's life? I don't know if is that's that Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Any good? Oh, man. Who, who else is in that? Someone else. Jake oh, Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Cause I remember, uh, Heather was, had to do photos and she was like losing her mind because Jake Gyllenhaal was on the red carpet. And uh, I guess she got to actually talk to him, and that was like a bit. It was, I mean, that's pretty cool because he's fucking Jake Gyllenhaal. But like, oh, yeah, is he nice? Re- Rebecca Ferguson's in this. Oh, really? I didn't know. Oh, maybe I'll put a, it on tonight. That actually could be. No, a fun no one. don't. No, oh, it's, it's not good. This is a horror. It's oh, I remember good. seeing a preview for this. This looked kind of cool. I remember. Is it better than Cloverfield? Y'all, I, I, I thought the same thing, Dan. I said, you know, reviews be damned. This is up my alley. I'm going to watch it, and I, I was just like, this is. Yeah, the idea is cool, but it is not. Mm. Very good. You know, I remember uh, I didn't hear much about it when it came out, but it made like I don't know, it made a hundred million against a fifty-eight million dollar budget. So not, not you might a have been at, failure. Were you at South by when it premiered? Because it was, it yeah, was re- yeah, it would have okay. been, yeah. So I, yeah, it was one of those like last ones to premiere. It was like the I think it was like the Saturday night, like when it was the closing night thing. And I so I just I didn't I missed it because I, th- I think something was happening there. I had to leave or something. I can't remember, but. Hmm. I've never seen it. And I, I did remember when people were theorizing that it was going to be like an origin story for the, the symbiote for Venom. Oh, and I was like, yeah, yeah. that would have been, I actually think that would have been kind of cool if they, that would have been a make, cool reveal you know, if they, if they yeah. had done that, but it's not. No, I also <laughs> watched it. I watched it on a plane. Okay. It seems like a good plane and, movie. And, but though. that's no, excuse. yeah, that exactly. I was like, how can I go wrong? This yeah. is, this will get me through the flight. And I just, I was like, uh, you know, searching for Austin City Limits music. <laughs> to, you know, yeah. You to, like, yeah. go to the music section. It's like, uh, I'm not going to get out of this. But well, I definitely watched the whole thing. Oof. Well, you did watch the whole thing of life. What else did you watch this month that's uh, an old relic that you had never seen okay. before? I cannot wait for this well, one. Let's go back in time. I was having a discussion with Justin because I was like, this is definitely a film I was cognizant of when it came out. I remember seeing the trailer for it in theaters i remember being extremely excited i was all of let's see 11 years old 10 11 years old and i was like i got i gotta see this movie this it looks so scary it looks so good justin was one of his first movie experiences <laughs> is 1994's brain scan yeah oh yeah i, I have not seen brain movie. scan now i don't understand Look, I had a I had a fun time. Yeah. Because, you know, I've had I I've only heard negative things about this movie for the last, you know, thirty years. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I I just I I think I had so I've been so far apart from it. I just I was like expecting it to just be awful. And it was actually like not awful. It mm-hmm. just it just wasn't good. <laughs> and it, it wasn't great. I actually really like the trickster. I think his design is really mm-hmm. scary. This poster is scary. He's really weird and creepy. And they could, they had so many things that they could have done with that. 
and kept him in the dark more, but he's so just in the light and just so much dialogue and so many scenes kind of, kind of undercuts the, the scary idea of it. But I did actually like a lot of it. I just, I wasn't really sure what it was trying to say now, not to give away the ending or anything, but it's kind of weirdly pro horror in a way that at the time, you know, just with like video nasties and like horror being run through the gut and horror being the reason why, you know, people are going out and doing these awful things because they watch horror movies. I actually kind of love the ending because yeah. it was like, oh, this is kind of like, I'm surprised that it didn't take off more and that the trickster didn't kind of become more of a I agree, yeah. Uh, icon for horror. Yeah. Because it's like, no, you can do all these things. You know, it's it's just a game. It's not really happening. And, you know, obviously, if you see the movie, you'll understand that a little bit more. But, like, I was kind of like, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not one of those people that are, like, going to say, hey, what? Why are people talking about brain scan more? Brain scan like that well, that was like that's one of the greatest films from the nineties. Like, no, it's not. But I still I thought it was pretty entertaining. And it's funny because I watched with my girlfriend who her dad <laughs> took her to see this movie yeah. in theaters when it came out with her sister. And uh I wish my parents were like that back then. <laughs> but I was like, I cannot believe and you know why? It's because I went for long. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, is it pretty is it graphic like is it really it's pretty di- dark yeah yeah it's, it's uh it, i wouldn't say it's graphic but the stuff that they're grappling with is like you know this kid essentially thinks he's he's actually killing these people in real mm-hmm. life he thinks it's you know it's the game but then he wakes up and like someone's dead and in the way that he killed them in the game so it's you know, it has that, it has that, it's very weird. It's like, it's like poignant and like really trying, it's not trying to say something, but it's absolutely saying something about that. You know what yeah. I mean? It's weird. It's like, it didn't know it was being uh, on the nose in a, in a smart way. Well, it's, it's like perfect for our generation because yeah. it was really aimed towards us. I mean, it's funny that, you know, she was able to, she saw it with her dad. I mean, my aunt took me to see this opening week because I remember seeing, there was a, the, you know what the cardboard cutout, the standees, the that are in the movie theaters. Mm-hmm. The, you know, oh yeah, yeah. For some, they had one for this, like which you, in hindsight, I'm like, wow, I can't believe they had a fucking cardboard cutout for this movie. It's like a, <laughs> it's like almost like a borderline directed video movie. But they had it, and it was like a really cool, like 3D prism, like silver sticker on it that you could see, like it almost looked like his head was coming out, and it was like a, you know, uh, a hologram type thing. And I was like, oh, I got to see this. And so I had been like hyping it up, and it was like one of those. It was that era where it was like nine, it was probably almost ten years old, and everyone on the playground would be like, "Oh, did you see that R-rated movie, or did you hear about that R-rated movie?" And like, to, I remember thinking, was I had a cool card by being able to see this movie in theaters?" And I, I think I'm definitely, you know, my opinion of this movie and my feelings towards the movie is certainly colored by the experience because it was just such a, it was one of the, you know, one of the earlier R-rated movies I, I saw in theaters, which honestly I, I saw of a bunch of R-rated movies in theaters, but like this was like, Oh, a horror movie that I knew my dad was ne- not interested in seeing. I was, it was like a taboo thing. And revi- I mean, I, I, I still have, I have the DVD. I remember buying the soundtrack to this on cassette and like listening to the oh, George yeah. S. Clinton, the, the soundtrack's, it is so specific to this. Like this is a time capsule movie because like it is, it's so it's like white zombies on it. Primus is on it. Uh, mud honey's on it. 
um, Tad, Butthole Surfers, and like the score by George S. Clinton is fucking awesome. And but like they reference like Sega CD, they have video game magazines, like it's all the well, stuff that we remember it being nine or eight or ten years old. Yeah, and 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 you know, I understand new audiences watch it today, and like the whole CD-ROM aspect of it. I'm sure. Well, the the, the great thing about that is it's so far removed from that. Like mm-hmm. that's just, the, it's like, that's the key. That's yeah. the access point, but it doesn't try to do like those gaming effects no. and stuff. It's literally like, no, that's just, this is just a device <laughs> yeah. to get to, you know, where we're going. And I was also kind of, I, I, it's commendable. So Franklin Joe is also in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like the yeah. lead detective in it. But what's cool is the cast is like weirdly normal. Like today, they'd all look like the cast of Riverdale, right? But but you watch this and you're like, oh, the best friend's just like, oh, it's just this guy. It's not like some hunky guy. Oh, the 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 lead girl that he's in love with just is the girl next door. But it's not like Ali Larder as the girl next door. It's just the girl next door. <laughs> you know, like it's yeah. like it's, it feels very grounded in that sense. And I think that really works uh, to the movie's benefit. Because then when things actually start happening, you are like, oh, that feels real like that. Oh, that person died in a very real way down the street. What's what's going to happen? Like, what is this kid going to do? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I kind of love it for that. It, it reminds me of like Halloween 6. Just the yeah, style. And that's one of the first movies I saw. Well, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much one of the first R-rated films I saw. Yeah. I wanted to say it's wild that you said the, the, the straight to video kind of aspect. I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, what did this guy do? Maybe if he had, you know, continued, he would have been, you know, like this, there's the groundwork's there. The, 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 there's some good stuff there. This guy did like the outfit. This so is a crazy. movie that um, Justin told me that Quentin Tarantino was talking about recently. Uh, I think he did Lock Up with Stallone, Out for Justice. <laughs> and, uh, oh, God, what was the other one? Oh, yeah, Rolling Thunder. He was a script supervisor for like West Side Story. <laughs> like, and, and this was his like third to last film. I think he died in the 2000s. Yeah. I believe. Uh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seven, 2007. Seven. John guy. Flynn. John Flynn. Yeah. So if you're going to see Brain Scan, pair it with the outfit, which I hear nothing but great things about. Yeah. And I just, you know, it was absolute time capsule. I mean, it, it, I cannot believe it took me. 30 years. This is one of those movies where I was, I remember I was in a the uh, blockbuster once with my mom when I was really young. And I said, mom, when I'm old enough, I'm going to rent this. And I, <laughs> and I put up RoboCop and it was RoboCop in my hand. And so when I was able to, my the first thing I did was go out and get RoboCop, you know, as soon as I could watch it. I cannot believe it took me this long to finally watch it. It's not like this thing's like on streaming every day. You know, I had it's to rent not. it. That's the thing. Yeah. That's like, the thing. If it was like streaming, I would have watched this thing a long time ago, but it's really hard to get. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is a movie, like if they dump it on Netflix or something, I feel like it would take off in a way because it's just, it's, it, I think a lot of people would be lured in with the time capsule nature of it all, but like, well, there's just, it's on, it's on Tubi right now. The, well, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it is. Just down there. The interesting thing too, is that the, the guy that plays the trickster, he's, He's still acting. He's went on, did all sorts of TV stuff forever and just come back. Yeah. You could, you could do a really cool new nightmare esque meta thing mm-hmm. with this, with all the technology we have now. 
Okay. Like it would fit so well in it, like to, to do like a remake or reimagining, but have bring back the original actor, have them have the same design, but just go darker with it. And I think it would really work. Yeah. I don't know why they ha- folks haven't done this yet. Well, especially in the age of streaming, it would just be so perfect. Like could absolutely do it with, with ease and, you know, bring back, like maybe bring back Amy Hargreaves. Like, you know, maybe she can come back. I mean, she's been, you know, she was in like 13 Reasons Why. And so, so, I mean, she's still out there doing stuff. It would just have some sort of loose connective tissue. And I don't know. It'd be oh, cool. You I, could bring back Edward Furlong if we got I know. Sick, you know? Seriously. Like, he's, he's coming back to horror anyway. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I, I love being able to talk about this because this is like, this is one of those movies. Like, yeah, maybe we would do a rental on it. I don't know. I doubt it. But like, it's just fun to talk about because it's like, it is such a bizarre relic. Like, it's an absolute bizarre relic. You've just even looking at the poster, I'm like getting the weird. Poster nostalgic is chills. one of the, one of my favorite posters. To be honest, yeah. it's so cool looking. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. The man, the uh, the marketing for this, they were great. Because I, I mean, <laughs> the movie's not as good as the marketing, but man, I for years I thought that ah, that if I could only see this movie, you know. <laughs> That was a thing. It like it was keyed in so much to the kids yeah. that like you know the same way that Mortal Kombat, which I believe arrived the same year. I think it was ninety four. Yeah, Mortal that Kombat was, was ninety four. Yeah. So like yeah. It, it was kind of that era where we're like, oh, taboo stuff. Let's do shit that Tipper Gore is selling us not to do. Like, mm-hmm. I'm all in. Like you know, and and that was that's this movie captures to a T like the the rebellious nature of pop culture, which I just don't think you really have too much of anymore these days. Everything's kind of flat, but. Man, what a good pick. I think, I want to say when we did our trades for Christmas, maybe this was floated up. I can't remember. I it, it, Like, I don't remember. But I'm glad we, fi- we finally got to talk about it on this podcast. This is, I was, my ears perked up when, uh, when you mentioned that one. Well, my pick, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but it's called A Perfect Getaway. Has anyone okay. ever seen oh, this? No, I don't know this at all. Okay, I... don't read anything of it. Don't, do don't, not read, don't read anything? Okay. Don't read anything on it. So I've been obsessed with timothy oliphant because i am two seasons into the justified right now yeah well you I'm finished season it. two i'm almost, I, well i got one more episode so i'm I, it's, <laughs> oh, it's my breakfast show so like in the morning yeah. after my walk i go i make my coffee i make my egg sandwich and i i watch an episode and i, I have breakfast with raylan so uh, that's margo martindale <laughs> season right it is she's amazing oh, i yeah. just i love her i love her but i am so like i'm just just oliphant out and uh it, it, all in and so Sammy was like, well, I know you love survival horror movies and like we should just watch this this fun Timothy Oliphant movie from like the the, the aughts. Like I saw it randomly when in theaters. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I remember hearing about this. And it's like Steve Zahn's in it. Mila Jovovich is in it. It's a, it's a David Tuohy movie. And he's the writer that he wrote like The Fugitive. Uh, he wrote Waterworld. Mm. He wrote the Arri- He actually directed the Arrival. The other the Arrival, the one with the uh, Trellish. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, right? Yeah. He did like Pitch Black. So he's got he's got a good. Oh, pedigree. Pitch Black's kind of good. I yeah, like, Pitch like Black. and he did crit- he did he wrote Critters too. So if we're talking, you know, I think that's is that a Full Moon Features? No, it's not. I don't think it no, is. No, but it's. Uh, I want to watch all the Critters movies for Halloween Hell this year. Um, just because I've I've actually only seen the second one, uh, which yeah. I like quite a bit. Oh, really? The second one's really fun. Yeah, it's yeah. really super fun. Yeah, that's what only the che- one of the uh, best Easter horror scenes uh, in oh. recent mm. memory. Yeah. Well, yeah. this this one's fun because it's you know basically it's just about two newlyweds who are on a trip to Hawaii. That's all I want to leave you at that. And okay, they don't will, read anything about don't it. Read, do not read anything. I made you know. I didn't. I actually didn't make any mistake here. I I just was like watching. I was like throwing out 
predictions here and there and and it was just funny watching you know sammy was just like oh okay because usually I'm, I'm able to call a lot of this stuff yeah and it pisses her off and then you know it was anyway but yeah it, it, it's a great cast sexy as hell cast like i mean Milla jovovich timothy oliphant there's also another another cast member named keel sanchez who was in yeah, yeah. i don't know what she was in but i guess kingdom and she was also in lost but she's great too like everyone it's just a fun movie. Like I love these type of movies. Like I love the, the survival horror genre, like throw two people on an Island. I'm all in. I'm, I'm, th- I'm there every time, you know? So I don't know. I think Chris Hemsworth in that too. Yeah. He's in it. Yeah. Wow. I'm telling you sexy cast. It's a lot of fun. I think you have to rent it. I had to rent it the other night, but just, I don't know. Great turns. I, I, you, you want like a movie that, that, that mid-level movie, like a Sunday night movie. Like it's like eight o'clock on a Sunday night. Just want something to kind of thrill me for a little bit, an hour, you know, hour and a half. This is it. It's perfect. It is a perfect getaway. It's the t- the title is fitting. So, oh. you know, no, that it's funny because you threw that out and you also said that you might do Straw Dogs. Well, have you never seen I, Straw Dogs? Which, I, which I've not seen. I've not okay. Seen. Oh, you got neither of you guys have seen Straw Dogs. No, I saw. I watched it. Oh, I, he, I, oh, the yeah, thing yeah, is, so I want to. I I save Straw Dogs because I feel like this is that's a rental. I feel like we could absolutely yeah. do oh, a rental. On that movie. There's a lot yeah. to unpack in yeah. that movie for sure. Yeah. It's that, and I fucking loved it. Like that movie, yeah, kicked ass. But this is certainly a more fun movie in that respect. Like Straw Dogs is it's a great movie, but not necessarily a fun movie. And we're talking about the James Marsden version. No, no, the- no. We're, ta- <laughs> we're talking about. Uh, I love that they were like, "Hey, who's the 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 meek uh, New York Jewish guy that we could get for the uh, the odds?" <laughs> oh, James Marsden. Like, Jesus he's great. I love James Marsden, but he's not. Uh, I nebbish, came around. Uh, I, I used yeah. to not like Marsden. Back in the Cyclops days and Superman Returns, I I I just didn't. Uh, Superman Returns, like, he's just so guy? forgettable now. I, I I can't believe like he agreed to that role too. It's just but like oh, now yeah, it's funny though going back and watching those now because I'm like because now I'm a, I am a big fan of him. Yeah. Going back and watching it, I'm like oh, kind of like enjoying his performance in these now. <laughs> I, I, I've been I don't know the, why. I've been on the Mars and Train since Disturbing Behavior. He's like, you signed me up for the program. Like he's just That's right. I forgot he was great. That was like his big break, right? Yeah, twenty fifth anniversary. And then he goes ah. two years later, he's he pops up as Cyclops where he has zero arc in that 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 uh that, those first three movies. But fun stuff in in this one. Go check it out. This is a you know, a fun, fast hour of recommendations, which look, we're in the season. I I, I mentioned before, we are in spooky yeah. season. I've already decked out my house. I have like spent Upwards to probably three hundred to four hundred dollars in Halloween decorations already. It's fucking ridiculous. Oof, nice. oh, it's, I gotta it's say, ridiculous. we started to. I brought the old skeleton out for a flashback, and yeah. he has stayed out. Good. We've got some pumpkins. We've got nice. some some little little accoutrement floating around <laughs> here, and I know as soon as as September hits, we've already been talking about like some ideas and. Those boxes are coming out, and we are uh, going for it hard. We we hit hard on the so we went to. There's some great stories out there right now that are they're leaning into this. Like you wouldn't expect the uh, be, uh, what is it Bath and Body Works is amazing stuff. Like we got this haunted mansion esque crystal ball that looks so fucking cool. Oh wow! Some great lights. Like I I've had this Yankee Candle pumpkin glass pumpkin thing. I mean you've you've all seen it before, but it's like it's something I'm, I've I've had it for at least early aughts since the Tallahassee days. And I brought, I, I always keep that out. That's just always out, but it's like since grown to like four or five other pumpkin esque 
thing. It's ridiculous. Like I, I, we have um, the candelabras that are on the sides of the TV now that we have candles. I've spent so much money on candles at this point. It's ridiculous. I'm gonna. I, I'm a fire hazard in my apartment, but yeah. So I'm excited for spooky season. Are you? Ex- what is something that? What is the one thing you're looking forward to the most in spooky season, Caffrey? What is what? What is it? Maybe a title. Maybe a new title. A new blockbuster. Maybe Halloween Horror Nights. What is the thing that you're you're going to try to signal as this year's main event for yourself? Well, to start everything. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, we got um, Caffrey Crud up over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, no. Um, <laughs> man, one thing. I it's weird because I think for me, I know it's so lame, but I've. I was going to say the weather, and I know it's like a boring answer, but there's something about, like the other day in New York was actually kind of chilly out, and I got so excited thinking it was the onset of fall, and it clearly wasn't, like it was really hot the next day. I just like the general vibe and just the settling in of everything, but I mean, if I had to pick one, I right, know what it is, this is a really specific thing, because my parents live like uh, about 70, 80 minutes away from me, depending on traffic in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. And I drive by Blairstown Hope, where Friday the 13th was oh, filmed. Nice. And they have that diner. And yeah. They have all these locations they can go to. I've never gone, and I really want to make sure I do that this year. And also, too, because the drive to my parents' place, like, you you know, you get out of New York, it turns into country pretty quickly, and you're going into the mountains. And during October, it's just so gorgeous out there. There's the leaves, but it's also just really misty. Oh, man. And I I'm love jealous. that drive. <laughs> like, I love that drive on its own. Like, I, just, I always put on, like you know, John Carpenter chromatics mm-hmm. or something just to get in that spirit. And so it's already, that's already something I look forward to because I go to my parents quite a bit out here, but um, I really want to go there or go back and pull off in Blairstown and hope and, and see some of those locations. You've got to like, take uh, as many photos as yeah. possible. Yeah. No, seriously. I, well, I, I don't, I mean, I've been up here like over two years now and I don't, I don't know why I haven't done it yet, but that's, that's like the, that's like my goal this year. I'm like, okay, I have to make sure I do that. So that's yeah. mine. What about you, yeah. Mac? I, I'm I'm kind of with in Dan's camp where I I really am looking forward to that first really cold day yeah. where I can throw on. Usually I listen to Junk Carpenter's The Fog. Just yeah, I love that one. Oh. It's just always on in some way or way, shape, or form. But this year I can throw on Julie's Dead because I knew the John Carpenter anthology too. Yes, is coming out is out is out already. I don't no, know. No, it's coming know. out. Is it it's, coming out? It's, uh, I think October it comes out. So, All right. Yeah. It comes out in October, but I hope that uh, he releases a single for Julie's Dead early so that I can listen to it as soon as it starts getting a little cold here in Chicago. But I will say it probably doesn't, won't get cold here in Chicago until mid-October, uh, which is sad. But yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I am looking forward to that. I, I definitely want to go around and check out all the merch and stuff. Uh, I, we've already started watching a lot more horror you know, we watch horror all year round, but we have started, we've created a list and are now knocking things off the list. I just watched Dracula 1958. Oh. Save that uh, for another nice. app. Yeah, so it's going to be gonna be fun. Well, it sounds to me, we've got one, two, well, and three who believe that spooky season's here. So it looks like Justin's going to have a little hard time getting some votes uh, coming forward. <laughs> I am absolutely deliberately just forcing this stupid rivalry with him. But he, he was, he was so it's smug. Because he's going to come to a vote somehow for because some Because he he's so fucking smug. Every time I talk about spooky season in August, he's just like, no, nah, that's for, for October. So it's a fun little friendly rivalry we've got here. He's probably listening to this right now on his lunch break and just laughing. And, and if you are, I hope you're laughing and realizing that we all agree that this is spooky season. And, you know, why don't you just wear some more? 
orange and black and uh, just just have some fun, you know? It, it, this is what we this is what we do. We live horror 24/7 365. I certainly do. It's my my entire life at this point. I like it when I can bring out the the tricks and treats and I like it when they're at my level. Uh, to quote the Joker. <laughs> What's the one thing though for you? Oh, oh yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's funny. So we spent this whole summer talking about Indiana, or this whole year talking about Indiana Jones. I can't wait to be Indiana Jones again, and like uh, in October, like I, it's it's ridiculous. I can't get over it. Like I literally just had a, a, a Indiana Jones birthday that Sammy surprised me for. Oh yeah, I saw that. that I saw cool. like Dial of Destiny like three times. It's gonna be on. I'm probably gonna watch it every fucking Coming day. Coming out it's on in Disney like Plus. four I can't days, wait. man. Yeah, I am already just like thinking like it needs to get cool here so I could do I could do the, the indie costume and and Sammy's gonna go as Marion. So I'm I'm really excited to, to actually like do because I'm actually going to stay here in Chicago for for Halloween as opposed to last year when we traveled and stuff. But so I'm excited for that and I, I love dressing cool. up and I want to try to throw parties and I want to try to go to as many things. Like we just we actually just bought a shitload of tickets for the 31 nights uh, at the Music Box. Which, oh, nice. Cool. Let's just let's just say we might be doing something there. So let's just uh, you know hold true. that thought. This is true. But yeah, there's just it's just a great time. I mean, this is the best fucking time of the year. Like I I. It's I'm so busy during this time, but it's I live for it. It's like uh, it's like what is it? Uh, Sizemore says the action is the juice. So <laughs> anyway, this was a lot of fun. I love these episodes, and uh, you know this is coming at the end of August as we've just been discussing, and that means that we've got not September, but saw September. We're we're talking saw next week in the main feed, <laughs> and then we're going to be covering saw two. As our uh, as our next rental in the rewind, but it's also cult timber because we've got Cult of Chucky, the last of the Mancini movies before the series, and then we're also talking top ten creepiest cults in horror. And wait a second, it's also X Ember because it's the thirtieth anniversary of the X Files, and to celebrate. We're doing a commentary for 1998's Fight the Future, which celebrates its 25th anniversary so keep all those numbers in mind so yeah big month we got saw colts and x files who could you know what what could go wrong nothing nothing could go wrong it could only go well but we're going to find out after labor day until then this is the end friend This is the end of our show, for now. We hope you enjoyed this production. If you like our programming, consider searching for other bloody disgusting podcasts, such as Creepy, Horror Queers, The Boo Crew, SCP Archives, Nightlight, Margaret's Garden, and more. <laughs>